morning. After about three months. We ask so God. That you will show us through the word of God. What we need to know in this period. And transform our hearts to follow after your will. This we ask. As we hear the word of God. That the name of Jesus will do a great thing in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please be seated. We thank God for each one of you this morning. Um, We are glad to be seeing you. Unfortunately, the situation is making it a little some way. But... We will still plow through. Hallelujah. And so we thank God for those of you who are here this morning. I must confess that within a few minutes, I have to receive something from the Lord I want to share from you. Uh, share with you. The end of all things had come. Hallelujah. You know, it's an unusual time. And so it's very important this first that we are meeting here that we may understand the times in which we live. And the simple message that I have for all of us, as God will help us, is that the end of all things have come. Hallelujah. In 1 Peter chapter 4, I will read from verse 7. All the way to verse 11. The Bible says, But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be serious and watchful in prayers. And above all things, have fervent love one another. For love will cover multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as goes towards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracle of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God has supplied. That in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. With this, within this short time, I like for you to please give us the attention, attention to the Holy Spirit concerning what He's saying. I mean, this has never been something that any of us said here, even including the oldest person sitting here this morning had ever experienced in our lives. I mean, you find out that everything has been turned upside down. So when God said that the end of all things have come or is at hand, I have no doubt at all. Before I move into the Word of God, you know, I was sitting and reflecting a few days ago and I was just thinking about the effect of 
this pandemic, one of the things that for some of us, our heart bleeds because we haven't had the opportunity to do is to preach the gospel. We had crusades. We were supposed to be honoring. All of them were canceled. Even for church, we had not been able to go out there. And I see the cruciality of this gospel which needed to be preached. But somehow, but blessed be the name of Jesus, we'll find a way. Hallelujah. This morning, it is very important you and I would understand the day in which we live. The truth is that the end of all things is at hand. In other words, everything is coming to a standstill because of the experiences that the world is going through and even the body of and so in the verse number 7, when he says that the end of all things is at hand, I'm more interested in the solution. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that because all of the end of all things is at hand, therefore there is something every one of us ought to do. He said, be serious and watchful in prayer. Hallelujah. We can spend every time of ours to be so concerned about the things that are coming to an end. You see, nations have come to their wits. Economies have trembled down. Sicknesses have reached high. Diseases, infirmities. Many are crying and in the midst of all of this comes up another big issue for the whole world. Racism. Dear brother, I want us not to have confidence in the world but to have confidence in the Lord. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is pointing out that it's about time we understood what is happening and in the day in which we live. And so, one of the things he is questioning is that the day in which we live can never be taken for granted. There's something that we ought to be doing. When he patiently said to us, the end of all things have come. Of all things is at hand. The end of everything we see with our eye, which is temporal, has come. And that's where we are now. And I pray that your heart will not be overtaken by anything else except seriousness as to how you may develop yourself in the in the Son of God and be very fruitful. For the kingdom of God. We may, we may take it for granted. And in fact we can zero down to be thinking about. What is happening. That's not what God wants us to do. Rather he wants us to have this understanding and wisdom. That all things 
have come to almost an end. But there is something that he requires from you, the child of God, and me, the child of God. And his simple instruction is, be serious. What does it mean when God says, be serious? He was so explicit when he says, watchful. You know, sometimes things can happen and people may not understand what is really happening. And we can spend a lot of time on the peripheral, I mean, how do I say, on the auxiliaries. But God says, pay no attention to the auxiliary. Rather, understand that the end of all things is at hand. Brethren, if we have ever prayed, I don't think we can make reference to it. This is the time that men ought to pray than ever before. Pray to sleep. Pray when you are driving. Pray when you are at home. Pray when you are walking. Pray when you are and be watchful. What's happening? Lord, what are you saying? What am I supposed to do? I mean, for me, disturb about the fact able to go out. It has bothered me too much. Because I know that the Bible has explained everybody who is living that we can see who doesn't have Jesus. Bible has actually declared him as a dead person. Several scriptures I have come to see. Anybody you remember, in fact, if you want to take it from Genesis, God said, for the day that you shall eat of this fruit, you shall die. So you see that we are already a living dead. And then Jesus, in speaking, also made it very clear in John chapter 5. Then verse 24 and 25 thereabout, when he said that, For the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear shall live. What could, he wasn't talking about the dead buried. He was talking about the dead in the flesh, uh, the dead in physical body, but no connection with God. But he said, those people will hear as you preach. As you preach. And as they hear. They will receive life. So the things that we need to now. Church and time that we have. The things that we need to now focus on. And I want to plead with us. And to be very committed to. Is the preaching of the gospel. In the same chapter. That's First Peter chapter, chapter 4. In the verse number 6. Which we haven't read. But we read the 7. It has something very important. Verse number 6. He says that. 
For this reason, the gospel was preached also to those who are dead. Can you hear that? For this reason, the gospel was preached to those who are dead. That they might be judged according to men in the flesh. But live according to God in spirit. Hallelujah. The preaching of the gospel is the power of God to bring life unto every man. And so when God says that end of all things have come, one of the things that I could hear and could hear the sound of the Holy Ghost saying is, you must supply life. Hallelujah. I think we need to move. If we have to plaster our mouth and have a distant intervals within us, we'll do it and preach the gospel. Praise the Lord. I see that Satan is doing everything to break up. But blessed be the name of the Lord of the promise of God. The gate of Hades shall not prevail. Hallelujah. The only thing that we need to do as children of God is to mount up and bounce back to some of the things that are very crucial and necessary. That one of the first things God said is that be watchful. You must understand every event of the time, every happenings of the time, and pray. That's number two. Begin to pray about everything. Begin to talk to God and be in fellowship with God continuously in prayer. And the next thing that we need to do, which Bible was so, so, so clear. He said, and above all things, have fervent love one for the other. Hallelujah. It's not time to be quarreling. It's not time to be undermining. It's not time to be thinking of your interest. In fact, it's because we don't have the time. Actually, we would have started from Peter chapter 1. Where he talked about the fact that arm yourselves and, 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 and be ready to suffer like Jesus did. It's not time for us to give up. But may I say to you, brother, be ready to suffer. And I will be explaining what suffering means. Don't suffer because of your own occasions. Don't suffer because of what you said with your mouth. Don't suffer because of undermining and something like that. Don't suffer because you got yourself involved in somebody's affair. Suffer because you are preaching the gospel. I notice that from the scripture, one can suffer when he stands as defiant in favor of the gospel and the preaching of it. When I was studying, I asked myself a very simple question and I said, Dennis, when was the last time you suffered because of the gospel? The preaching of the gospel. And as if I had to put my head in between my legs in prayer. Brethren, there are certain things that are very essential for us to do. If you are suffering because of something you said, because of 
thing you did, please, it's not part of what Christ talked about. But if you are being laughed at, if your friends are deserting you, those you started life with, if you read from verse number 1 to that 6 where I read to you, you would encounter that. Because you don't do the things that you used to do with them, they, you have become a laughing stock. When they see you, whatever they are saying, they keep their mouth shut. And they giggle around you. It makes you uncomfortable. That is the real suffering. Praise the Lord. This morning, the end of all things is at hand. We ought to be very watchful. We ought to be very prayerful. And above everything else, when people are giving you evil, what I mean is they are doing evil to you, pay them with good. Hallelujah. Do you think that the church of Jesus is ready for this kind of things? What God expects is that as people are doing everything to undermine you, love them with a kind of love from God. Because the end of all things is, uh, all things is at hand. And then let's learn to forgive. Bible says learn to forgive. To such an extent that your love will cover the multitude of whatever anybody had done. Never be caught in this thing that this person did this, so I will find another way to pay back. Actually, what has become the norm of many people, even Christians, is that when people do something, they find another way to pay back. That should not be. It will be eating and taking our time. And the Bible also says that this is the time we need to be hospitable. This is the time that anybody needs your warmth, you give it. Praise the Lord. This is the time that you see somebody, I mean, we've been through some things that people even having a meal on the table has been very difficult. This is the time you need to share your meal. This is the time you need to give to one another. And let me say that you don't need to broadcast what you do. The reason is that the end of things, and I know that um, as, at, uh, as until now, many people are still carrying out their plans. Oh, may I say that, be dead and let Christ be alive. Hallelujah. Let the plans of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, be the one that you will execute. Because the end of all things is at hand. One sin that must never happen. Please don't complain. Don't complain to your wife. Don't complain to your husband. Don't complain to the system. I mean, we have been caught. We cannot complain. Because the Bible says that, Ha! Be hospitable one to the other without grumbling. Don't grumble. Don't, 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 don't be grumbling. There will be a lot of causes for us to grumble. There will be a lot of reasons for us to be complaining. 
But Bible said, don't do it. Now he tells us that as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Let me tell you something. What God is saying to us that you are good for something else. Hallelujah. We don't have the same gift. We don't have the same ability. This is the time that we need to make time for one another. And whatever that is within the grace of God, which is upon you, do it. Praise the Lord. You don't need to count the cross. You don't need to find a reason for which you are doing anything. Because you have the grace of God, the Bible says, do it. I'm just looking at general things happening in our time. Thank God that in the midst of all these situations, we saw a move of God. People were doing the extra things for others. Probably you are here this morning, you were never caught in that kind of spirit. The Lord would have us to be reminded. And you can still jump on the wagon. You have a certain ability to do something extra. Don't pay attention to somebody's area. But the grace of God that has come to you, which has given you an ability to do something, the Bible says the end of all things that come, please do it. Use or allow the grace of God upon your life. To affect one another. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. For some of us who have the reason or who have the platform to speak to other people, this is a very big challenge to our heart. You cannot speak anyhow, you cannot just carry it where you want. You really cannot. You have to do it as unto the Lord. God should have his, his part in you. Because this is the time that men are so desperate to hearing and to understanding the way of the Lord. And so God is encouraging us that we ought to speak as the oracles of God. You cannot speak as you want. It takes back to a few weeks ago when the Lord was laying the issue before us concerning the things we need to speak. The Bible is very clear. Let each man speak as an oracle of God. Hallelujah. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with ability which God supplied. Ah, ah. This is a very serious matter. Scripture is saying that what is it that you are doing? What's going to be the end result? You know, for us, the tendency is that it is so very easy to carry out things the way you know how to do. But God is saying to us that we must constantly depend upon the supply of His ability to do things. Because we live in a, a different time. 
The only thing that can cater for the needs of people, the only thing that can bring about the oracles of God, is being conscious to live according to what God has said in His Word, or according to the leadership by the Holy Ghost. See what God is saying. Now you'll notice that this gives no room for your any ability. It gives room rather for the leading of the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. For he said, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. That in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom be to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. This morning, I beg you, would you take this short time that God has for us to reflect on your own life by saying, He said to us this morning, the end of all things is at hand. And that I needed to be so serious in everything that I had to do for you. Let me tell you something. You see, it is very easy to deceive myself by thinking that everything that I do, I do it for the Lord. It is very easy. Until one has taken a special time to sit and to reflect and before he takes a step and back on anything, he has come to ask the question, who benefits? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Did I have the edge by the Holy Ghost to do? Because that's what the last verse said. That Christ may be glorified because to him belong all the dominion, to him belong all the praise and the glory forever and ever. And it challenges me. I must confess that. Dennis, you don't live for you. Irene, for you. Nobody, you see... When God begins to talk to us concerning the day in which we live and all of it, He says, be, be, die to yourself. Die to yourself. And let me tell you, dying to self is not something many believers understand. Because you have mind, you have intellect. And it is very easy to always calculate, to think that, when I do it this way, but one of the areas that we fail is that we don't take our time off to say, Lord, how would you want this to go? This morning, I want to plead by the exhortation of the word of God that the end of all things is at hand. We are being reminded that we don't live for we anymore. No, no, we cannot. Anything that we do for ourselves and for our own plans will burn. It will not pass before the Lord. But He has been gracious to us. He's saying that, number one, 
If you were never watchful in life, watch. Even this pandemic period, watch and say, Lord, what is happening? What must I do? What is my part? And then he says, pray. Which many people find it tough, and yet we can talk about it to say, pray. I beg you, may we pray. Hallelujah. The next thing that he talks about, as I recap on this, let brotherly love. This is the best time to demonstrate full coverage of the love of God towards one another. And then we learn to overlook and forgive. In fact, when I say overlook, probably you would overlook and you will leave it there. But it says, cover it up with your love. Hallelujah. And then this is the time that we need to stretch a helping hand one to the other. And then, every one of us, there should never be any one of us who is sitting here who thinks that I don't have anything to offer. You have a gift from the Lord. Make a good use of that gift. You have a gift. You can do something. Even do it in your simple way. I mean, today, men have come to the point when they tend to appreciate big things. Men don't appreciate small things anymore. Even in the offering, if a minister will stand and he would only pray a special prayer for the one who will give a good, a big fat offering. But let every man give according to the ability. Praise the Lord. Can we be very sincere in our own hearts in everything that we are doing? And then we come to the point we are stewards of the Lord in that grace leading to everything that we speak. Let it be from God. Let it be from God. Let it be from God. And if anybody had to do things, I like this portion because this one is your act. Act in life. Let it be as unto the Lord. In this short moment of time, would you like to rise, please, for prayer? What is it that is your expectation? What is it that is God's expectation from you? We are not living in normal times. Things have been turned upside down. We can't even express love by hugging and all that shaking of hands. But God still said, be serious. Would you want to talk to God and say, Lord, open my eyes. Open my heart. Let it be so clear to me what I need to do, what I need to know. The preaching of the gospel is paramount. I mean, I can use my own life as an example. Since this thing happened, I've not spoken to more than 10 people. And it's a disturbance. Because as we read from the verse number 6, 
Many are dead and we need to let them come to life. Be alive. Oh, would you pray to God this morning? Lord, let me understand. Pray to the Lord that he will let you understand. Jesus said unto you is giving that we may understand. Shall we ask the Lord that he would just give us this? We have been too dull to understand. You remember that when Jesus said that, he said to them emphatically to you, it's been given that you may understand. But as at that time, they were too dull. It could be that we too, we are too dull. Let's just ask the Lord, Lord, remove dullness and give us such an understanding heart to be able to understand the day in which we live. Please, Father, show us your mercy, Lord, because the day in which we live counts a lot. We beg you, help us to be so watchful, not as fools as at all. Help us so that things don't just don't pass without we having understanding. Therefore, we plead this morning, help us to be stirred up in prayer at all times, continually. Help us to express the love of God to one another, Lord. That which you have shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, let it be known, Lord. I pray specifically, Lord, that we will, be, we, we will learn to just let this thing that took place on Calvary's cross be a reality. Dead on the cross, but alive to God. So that all things that we do may be done to the glory and honor of our God. This morning we bless you. We thank you for the privilege of coming together again. With all restrictions, but we still thank you. We praise you. We bless you, Lord. Thank you for this short time, O oh God. When we can understand that, ah, uh-uh, we need to be sharper in the days. As much as it's, it, it, is, it, is, it is a different time, we still pray to you that we would understand everything in the name of Jesus. Let this understanding dawn on our hearts. That we may make use of the practicality of Christ at work in us, both to will and to do of his good will. We bless you heavily, Father. We thank you for hearing us. In Jesus' name, Amen.